Karibu AMG Realtors. We have specialized in selling of land across the country in areas like Nanyuki, Naivasha, Nakuru, Juja, Kagunda Road, Malindi and the Abadeas. Contact us today for land investment solutions and have your title deed delivered within 60 days upon completion of payment. SMS AMG to 402-99 or call us on plus 254-748-229-941. AMG Realtors, we don't just deal in land, we deal in value. Thank you so much, Vinny, for being here on the We Don't Play podcast here today. How are you? Yeah, man, I'm awesome. Thank you for having me. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. You know, time is is definitely flying (laughs) and so much is happening. But, you know, we have to keep track. We have to keep up so that we're not, you know, out of line, you know, out of pocket. I know that we the orbits the orbits seem to get go faster and faster for some reason the days go quicker and quicker when you're having fun isn't that the truth it (laughs) is you can be waking up at 5 a.m. before you know it is 5 p.m. you're like what happened (laughs) what happened it's time to wake up earlier time to wake up earlier (laughs) not enough time (laughs) right wow Tell us more about you, Vinny. Like, what do you do? Because I know a lot of people have read the title, but they want to definitely hear it from you. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I have fun. <laughs> I help I help people create. Um, I've been doing that for a really long time. Uh, in, in the late 90s, um, I, I was hired in, by MTV to help them create uh, the talent development department. And I got to launch a department with um, a very wise man, Rod Asa, who's currently still the head of programming at NBC and Unscripted, and um, just learn how to tell stories. We, we, we figured out how to tell stories, how to, how to change lives, how to share that with people, to not only use media as a way to, you know, um, to, to change your life, but to change the perception of your life. Mm. Which is reality, you know. So we got to change reality, and we got to change your life, um, and what you know with, with reality TV, and that was awesome. That's and up until up until digital media, like it was very lonely, you know, uh, industry. You know, there were a couple of thousand people working in it in total. It's so cool now with the iPhone and social media, podcasts and digital content, digital streaming. It's so cool how many more people I qualify to work with now than I did 20 years ago. It's so cool. The creative, the entire creative force is so different now. It's it's like the neatest thing. It's it's a cool, it's cool to be part of an industry that's had such a gigantic change. And the creative industry has had a gigantic change for sure, especially you know, these last few years. Exactly. No, you're right. Because one of the things that strikes me is awareness discovered. Like when you think about it back in the day, like Justin Bieber would get discovered on YouTube. Ed Sheeran would get discovered as well. You know, a song would blow up from nowhere. Gagnam style becomes the talk of the town for a year. You know, getting discovered online is different from getting discovered on TV. So... How is that playing a role? Is do people still get discovered on TV, on you know, pop idols or American idols? Like, what is that difference, that major difference, distinction between online discovery and just traditional ways of doing things? Yeah, um, I think that it's it's the action of sharing. 
Um, so discover discovering on television. You know, people got discovered on television in a couple of ways. One, um, a lot of it through advertising. Mm-hmm. So I think when we think of like discovery stories. Mm-hmm. We think of like commercials as being as much of an interest of an integral part to television as the TV shows themselves, because we just we know that advertising exists, right? So, but television in general is like the sort of the public sector of of of, of the advertising energy uh, uh, anyway. So it's like all about you know. So I think that um, I think that it's 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 about about. Standing out repetitively, knowing where to be found. That you know, when you think about television and TV guy, and like coming up with a TV show, and um, so so much of it was about like getting the show discovered or getting the character discovered. And, and I think that that conversation, which feels like a TV conversation, is not the same conversation you can have digitally because this the playing the platform is so much bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not about finding characters digitally. It's about finding them and sharing them with your audience. It's about creating an audience around them in a unique way that television sort of didn't let you do that. And I think that with 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 digital, you know, it, it, it's interesting if you think about stars right now, yeah. celebrities, reality stars right now, celebrities on television, not like actors and film, like people who have like who are in films and, and sort of scripted things, but just people who are, are, are known for being themselves. The TV stars, the people who, who have shows on TV networks, in my opinion, are far more famous than the people whose reality shows live on a platform like Netflix, for example. A gigantic platform and, and global for sure. But, but the algorithm does something that distorts time and and a journey and the power of of one person, one person, one piece of content, one one you know form of, of anything can have such power. Um, and I, I just think that's just so powerful, you know, um, when you think of, of 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 what's out there, the audience that's demanding the content, and you who's out there creating it, and. How you create content and how you wave that flag, you know, is just as important as the type of flag that it is. You know, they're right because we're we're seeing more than just the flag being waved. We're seeing a person holding the flag. You know, there's so many right. other signals that we're not picking up on that um, we once didn't. So it's a it's a process, but you know, that's where consistency is king. To be really honest, the one thing that is consistent. I hate to use the word consistent, but the one thing that is true about being discovered on television or being discovered digitally, consistency is key. Consistently posting, consistently on the platform, consistently growing or evolving, adding to the conversation. Just think it's consistency is a big part of it. Yeah, I love what you said about reality TV shows, and it's literally reality TV, not reality Netflix. So it plays a role in how it's been grounded and how people discover platforms like yeah we watch cable but is it on do people watch it these days or we just watch it because we need something on the tv to be playing you know so those are things that people think about and that passing time we don't know if those are active viewers or viewers that are just passing by or it's just on because there's a guest in the house you know like you don't know 
<laughs> what's really going on but with netflix you said it's better to be on a cable platform or a cable tv and, and do what you're doing and get discovered than being on netflix where you can be swiping for 30 minutes and not get a show you know the real estate is just so valuable on netflix but the the block is actually really tiny meaning that yeah uh, uh i don't want to distract or discourage anybody from trying to get a project on netflix but what i wouldn't do is create a project and say i can't wait to get this on netflix because mm. just being on netflix is not going to um give you the audience that you're looking for just by being on the netflix platform isn't going to give you the audience that um that you need unless you're you know paying to play or if your original programming you know by the platforms or the platforms invested in making sure that everyone sees it you know look at some of the biggest hits that netflix has had and we talk we talk about just you know total saturation of market and we, we know bridgerton for example you know that 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 it's like the most watched you know uh, uh, series and i mean netflix controls every single inch every milli <laughs> dot that you see on that screen from the second you log in it's their it's, it's up to them to make sure that you know they're it's different the digital world different than you know the the television world where there's more of an earned reach mm. um and and also when you think of reality shows um so when you think of reality shows and tv networks like there's like a genre that those TV networks will fall into, you know? Yeah. You'll think, uh, you know, if I said it's a reality show about business owners on Bravo, you would have an idea that's different than if I said it's a reality show about business owners on VH1. Right. You're like, really? Well, who do they pull together? <laughs> <laughs> what 90 stars are running? You know what I mean? There's like, you know, there's brand. If you think of reality on Netflix, yeah. I mean, if you think of, of Netflix, you don't really think of, of, of reality, you know, programming. That's true. And you need time. You need time. Time is something that, you know, you can be on Netflix and you can be in the algorithm and you, or you can be in the programming slot and you can be pushed in front of hundreds and thousands of people. And and when that goes away, um, it's up for you to do more projects and to find more audiences. And, and those platforms are going to have a more and more difficult time growing those projects and those audiences. Look sort of like how Disney, um, I'm sort of almost describing exactly like, like what Disney is going through. It's crazy to think of Disney and Oprah, these gigantic film properties, these gigantic media companies. And I see so many similarities between them and just us, the right us regular creators. We have podcasts, we have social media accounts, we have businesses that use podcasts and social media accounts to communicate and and and, and the content that we own by using those platforms and, and that's the part that I get excited about now um, that's the part that I like helping people as creators find success in early in the process uh, winning awards I love helping people win awards I have an award winning library like I won awards and I did it by like applying <laughs> and I did a lot of research to figure out what awards were out there that I even qualified for what marketing awards video awards TV awards audio first awards like so many so many awesome ways to be celebrated that i wasn't even aware of that you know now that i'm aware of i love sharing that information yeah um, thank you for highlighting it's that important. and also congratulations that's a huge uh, achievement 
It's a great group win. The cool thing about content too is like most of the awards you're winning nowadays are not by yourself. So like I'm mm -hmm. down to win awards with the group. I mean, not much. There's there 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 there's lots of ways to communicate. There's lots of ways to collaborate. And, and when you work on a series and you know that you want to apply for awards as a group, it just makes you all work harder for the project itself, for the purpose itself, for the cause itself. It just it's such a it just becomes so much bigger. That's it's true. hard. It's hard sometimes to say I want I want to work on a project be, to win an award. I'm not saying that I'm doing it for the satisfaction of winning the award. There's no satisfaction for me in winning an award. There's satisfaction in the amplification I get from winning an award. Right. There's satisfaction in the additional distribution or sponsorship I might get now because of the award. Or I've been in TV for 25 years. But up until last year, I was not an Emmy Award winning TV producer. And that changes, you know, the conversation, regardless of if I'm the dude who cast TRL in the late 90s <laughs> and, you know, was there on, like, you know, the original. I, I cast the hose on the challenge. I, I work on the real world. Like, that's wow. like the OG reality stuff right there, I feel like. But, but those awards certainly help translate people help translate my success mm -hmm. into a currency that people outside of TV can understand. Exactly. So that's why awards are important. And, and I like helping people learn that. So by the way, if anyone's listening to this and you want this document, come vpe.tv. So come to my website and it's in my creator accelerator, which is um, free and open. So I can't, I can't wait to have you in there. Yeah. Um, but that's something I'm, I'm passionate about sharing. Definitely. And that will also be available in the show notes. So that yeah, in case cool. anybody wants to tap in, definitely feel free. Thank you. Yeah, I'm I'm really passionate about it, and it's pretty easy to download. And uh, it'll you'd be amazed at what's out there that you didn't even know you qualified for. And uh, yeah. I even give you a little bit of a, a free strategy as to like how to pick the categories and, and ways to stand out nice. in the consideration process because you sort of have to ask for consideration and then. Upon consideration, if nominated, then it's all about winning and then leveraging that win, right? It's all about how are you going, now what? How does it impact your SEO? How does, it, how does that impact um, what Amazon knows about you? I mean, you'd be amazed at what you, could, what you could tell Amazon about you creatively, especially because of IMDB, which is owned by Amazon. So there's a lot of data points that, um, that are, are to be won by being you know, successful. That is huge. I feel like a lot of people are like, because <laughs> they're like, okay, how do you get considered? How do you get nominated? If you win, what happens after the award? Like, do you, does your prize go up? Do you end up doing more endorsement deals? Do you extend your contract? Like, there's so many things that happen. It's not just, oh, we won an award. It's like, there's so many layers to uncover. Yeah. And all of the answer is yes to everything you said, right? Yes, the price goes up. Yes, there's more that goes on. Yes, there. Yes, it makes you challenge yourself to be better. By the way, that's the best part. Is like now to win it again, you gotta do more than what you did last time. That's cool. <laughs> we got a group of people that have done it. So now, right? And 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 um, uh, for people who are listening, the awards that I have. Here I have um, a Silver Communicator Award, I have a Gold W3 Award, and I have a Regional Emmy um, that I won. The, the, the W3 and the Communicator Award, you pay a fee for, and you're almost, uh, you're, you're, you're judged, your body of work is judged against 
the standard, meaning it's not like there's a top five and then there's another vote and then people vote for, you know, the, the one specific winner. So I, I'm a fan of these categorical awards that allow me to go up against myself in the category. So like we're all being judged by the same standard as opposed to against each other. The Emmy is against each other. The Emmy is, we all submitted, it got down to five and then there was, you know, a winner and people voted and that was it. And, um, the difference actually is with the Emmy, you don't have, so with the W3 and the, the W3 and the communicator awards, you then, if you win, you're, they then let you purchase um, a trophy. And it's about like 200 bucks. 250 bucks to okay. be honest but what's the cost of having it you know to the to the right of my shoulder letting you know how proud i am to work on those podcasts that won those awards not mine by the way wow and then the emmy you get the emmy they give it to you if you win it but then they take it away from you at the very end huh i didn't know that all said and done you got to return it back to the library they say it so it's not technically my property that i didn't have to buy that terrible (laughs) i wow i did not know that i thought i thought they write your name in the like like they engrave your name in the in the print on the oh wow i'm i'm shocked they do they do but it still is their property like i I don't have to purchase that one and it comes and then by the way um, winning these awards, the thing I do, the number one thing to do, I'll just give it up. I'll, can, I, can I just share it here? Yeah. Um, my number one trick is IMDb. So you do not need to have an IMDb Pro account to have IM, to be on IMDb. Um, to be on IMDb, you have to appear in a body of work that has already aired that qualifies to be on IMDb. So if you want your name on IMDb, then then you have to be a guest on someone's podcast who's currently getting credit on IMDb. So podcast is one of the rare digital forms of um, of video media that IMDb qualifies to be on IMDb. IMDb, by the way, the internet movie database, it's kind of like where you go to find movies, actors, you want to know who the crew is. And for the longest time, it's been TV and film, TV and film, that's it. Some independent film too. But now they allow us to have podcasts, which means podcasters like us can upload our podcasts. And now we get credit for being writers, directors, personal personalities in our own projects. Plus, all of our guests get connected to us on IMDb, because, and then, which means that on our guest page, our podcast is there. Mm-hmm. Any awards that we win, we're able to tie in. We have a production company because we produce podcasts. We put that information in there. Taglines. Taglines completely change the way people find me on Google. The tagline power that telling IMDB what your podcast is about and what each episode is about and how you want to be discovered. There's like there's no better trick right now for me than um, than by adding your podcast to IMDB to get credit, especially if you have won a couple of awards and can can put those data points in together. It'll change your Google search results. It'll change your Google images. You got pictures of like an X <laughs> or somebody <laughs> that you got that you can't seem to like wash off your, your first Google page, you know? Um, you're allowed to upload an infinite amount of photos and videos that support your podcasts. So like, wow. if you are a podcaster, please consider um, 
taking the credit that you worked so hard to that you deserve to be really honest um, and getting your podcast on IMDb because it is a uh, it is a it is where creatives know to go to search for experts like you I'll leave it at that that's deep you know what you've just given me I had a light bulb as you were speaking and I was like so does it mean that if you have a podcast and you put your podcast on IMDb all you need to do is just put in the RSS feed and then you have all access to it or do you have to submit all the links and different platforms you're available on for you to get discovered on IMDb Oh, that's a great question. Um, So you can't upload your RSS link to LinkedIn. Um, I mean, you can't upload your RSS link to um, uh, IMDb. The the way that we can now do it on Facebook pages. Like if you have a Facebook business page, you can do an RSS link. Um, LinkedIn allows you now to upload an RSS link. I know that Twitter is soon to launch like a, a podcast tab for your social media accounts that allows you to upload your RSS link. What LinkedIn, I mean, I'm sorry, I keep saying LinkedIn. What um, what, what IMDB does is it's more of uh, a, a Wikipedia of the people who work on your podcast. Mm-hmm. So as opposed to listening to your podcast, I'm able to discover what editors you've had on it. Um, is there any music on it? Do you have any publisher, any publishers that you want to mention here? Um, anyone who is a writer for you, maybe, or, or again, as I mentioned, editor, video editors, or full, or, or, or audio editors. Right. So it's a great place to give credit, um, and you do have to upload. You do have to have um, existing creative that's out in the space. Like it's not about. Uh, I plan on release releasing it, and then I, I go and I upload it. You have to have information that's um that's out there and uh and then you go and you, you upload the information one by one um by the way i have a url for this if i can share it it's, it's audiolinked.com we'll, we'll put this in the show notes too but um audiolinked.com so a-u-d-i-o-l-i-n-k-e-d.com and uh ben courier and i put this together it's literally a walkthrough a step-by-step walkthrough of everything you need to do to be able to get your podcast on imdb uh and that's audiolinked.com that's amazing you have dropped gems on gems on gems I'm sure they're like, wow, we did not prepare for this episode. <laughs> uh, good. Then we'll have to stop here and we'll come back and, and sh- sugar load them with more information. <laughs> I'm so passionate about getting this information out there. Yeah. Um, and and express, by the way, because you say I'm giving up too much information that I feel called to want to go crazy and go give more. No, that's My what they say like about to tell me. tell people is vpe.tv slash Apple promo. And if you're looking to get your podcast featured on Apple Podcasts, featured podcasts on Apple Podcasts, then they actually have an air table set up for us to be able to submit. And if you are interested wow. in being featured, then go to vpe.tv slash Apple promo. Um, it's just a URL that will redirect you to their actual page. So you're not going to my form to fill this out. This is their form. Um, but it's just something that I love sharing because it's not a link that a lot of independent podcasters um, are aware of or have access to. So that's me. <laughs> that is <laughs> quick, so Quick good. to tell secrets. Quick to tell industry secrets as, as, as quickly as I can. No, that is huge. <laughs> I really appreciate that because this is really where 
you get to see all the things that you want especially under one roof because sometimes you, you're wondering how do you get featured how do you get this and information is right there how do i win awards how do i get listed how do i get drafted it's all there it's just that people don't know how to look for it you know forbes 30 under 30 yeah. i got to recently know the other day that you can sign up you know before the deadline but people don't know that because i think oh it's like a, a mighty hand is just gonna pick you up from the ground it, it, like we have to be realistic sometimes and just think about where we stand what our value is connect with people like you you know listen to podcasts like this where you get information that is free because what you do with that information is totally up to you we can give it but you can listen and just skip or listen and actually apply and that all boils down to you at the end of the day so i really appreciate you for bringing that to the table today yeah, of course. Um, yeah, I, I, I launched. I have, so I, I launched the Creator Accelerator, and this is like where I have like my every every URL that I use, every trick that I use to amplify blogs, to amplify podcast episodes, um, everything that I use in my agency to be successful with everyone else's podcasts, including my own. Um, I learned it. Someone taught it to me, so I don't feel like you know. Um, I have any right to hold it in and not share it. And to be honest, um, if you're finding this podcast, if you're listening this deep in, uh, I really appreciate the energy that people are putting into listening to podcasts and taking action. And and like I want to be part of that. So that's why I that's why I get to be a guest, and that's why I have a podcast so I can have guests. Because um, this is a big big energy that's coming out of podcasting and. Uh, just the future, the future, everything is right here. So, uh, and, and there's a lot of information out there. So if I can be a source of information, um, a vetted information, and I don't talk about anything I haven't used myself, anything I haven't win, won or lost at, you know, using, I'm very transparent about all that. So um, I'm very lucky to have failed with uh, big company money and I'm lucky to have won with big company money. So I, I know what, you know, what both sides look like. Yeah. Um, they say experience is the it. best teacher. It sure is. I mean, I'm not saying that, that you have to, like, you know, experience burning your hand on the stove to, to, you know, to know that the stove's hot. But if your goal is to figure out if the stove is hot or not, then that's a different conversation. <laughs> My goal is dinner. <laughs> My goal is <laughs> not to see if the stove is hot or not. <laughs> Exactly. Like, get to get to the results, yeah. not through the process. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and and look, and and I say that lovingly because I have I have been such a victim of analysis paralysis and just getting like I, w- I would say stuck and awestruck at the possibilities that things of of ways things can happen, meaning uh, of ways to share videos or content or real relationships or or convert whatever conversions you know sort of look like um uh the, the you know it's the, the, the day is long and there are sort of countless ways to sort of maneuver i think for me the reason why i love handing out information is i've, I've kind of been doing this for a long time um you know what my results are and if i can help you find information quicker and put it into use quicker and find a way for you to figure out if this is a tool or a platform 
that you should or shouldn't be spending time on, like that's the best type of experience for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Helping people learn tools and craft their skills using new platforms to me, mm -hmm. that's I mean, like that's the that's the that's the coolest job in the entire world. And, and and I come at it from a creative perspective. I'm not a marketing executive. I'm not an advertising executive. Uh, I'm learning with marketing and I'm learning with advertising. But my goal is to earn trust, to earn reach with great creative. And it's cool that that need is universal in both marketing, advertising, even even the public sector of media. Oh yeah. Um, so like, very happy to have the training that I have. Um, but, uh, and, and, and now, because of iPhones and who, who identifies as being a creator, and now I get to have like the coolest clients because there are so many different types of creators out there. For a long time, it was just like, you know, personalities, people who wanted to be famous, experts, now it's CEOs and founders and just it, it, public advocates, pe people who stand for a cause. And, and that's, that's awesome that uh, a dude like me, little, like little Vinny from Staten Island who had this idea to be like in reality TV and work with people to develop their talents, you know, gets to work with um, such a huge diversity of people. I love it. It's so cool. That's amazing. I really appreciate that. We're going to ask one more question, which is like, a, it's not like a trivia, but it's like a pop, pop style question. You know, okay. you kind of said it before, but we want to make sure that we heard it or maybe we didn't hear everything. But the one question I would like to ask is who is the biggest star you have ever found? Because you've been on MTV for a while. So let her rip. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. Well, well, who's the finding? Finding the star is is um, is is a, is, a, is a big task. So, um, uh, I would say, I, 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 I hate taking credit. <laughs> I hate taking credit for Beyonce, and I hate bringing Beyonce up in wow. any level of greatness. When you ask anything about my career. Um, I say that, um, and then with this caveat, uh, early in my career, I was a casting associate and I got to work on MTV films and we did MTV films, like movies and uh, MTV did a uh, Carmen, a hip opera. And ultimately, um, Beyonce was cast as the lead and, and, um, I got to be the casting associate in the room the day that her and Robert Townsend had, you know, the audition and, and like what I learned so much in in how Robert um, and how a director communicated notes to an actor, you know, um, what I learned so much in that, I just, I, I call on it. I mean, maybe I was hyper aware of it because it was Beyonce, even though she was, it was just Destiny's Child back then, there was no solo album or anything back then. In fact, there was secrecy around it because uh, the label didn't want me to approach, didn't want us to approach Beyonce about it. They weren't interested in us having her do something solo outside of Destiny's Child. That would like, that's like, you know, what are you trying to do, break up the group? <laughs> so that, that being said, um, I know that that experience gave Beyonce an opportunity to learn a lot about character development. Um, and I've read her talk about how it was around that time 
where she started identifying and creating this sort of character of herself that she felt comfortable stepping into when she would perform live and she felt like being that, that fabulous, you know, the Sasha Fierce version that we know her, I know her nickname as yeah. as that personality type. So it's super cool to think of of being a tiny blip or, or anything to do with an artist like Beyonce where where you're sitting back and you're like just watching and you see it, you see it in her eyes. And actually that's what it was. It was all in her eyes. She, she she read the lines and then the director turned to me instead of turning to her to give her performance notes, he turned to me and he said, look, Vinny, now I want you to get the camera about like six inches from her face. I, I want like six inches, six inch difference so I can capture the actual eye movement because um, you're just a little too far away. What I'm really doing is just looking only at her eyes. Um, all right, so we'll have her do it. So Beyonce, whenever you're ready and, and we'll do it again. And there I was to record it. And I just realized in that experience that like the the artistry that I was witnessing, I mean, years later, maybe it, it, the red light, the, the bright light dawned on me and I was like, oh, he was telling me about how to capture her eyes so that she knew what was important to him. So he, he didn't have to tell her stop looking around the room you're you know you're you're not you're not really focused he gave her a note without giving her the note you know and gave her the opportunity to give a performance that was hyper 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 focused um as opposed to you know maybe what she might have done which there may have been you know when you're acting you look around the room and you're trying to think about you know what's next and all these sort of like yeah you know, whatever. So it was just super cool to see that experience. I, I'm not. I hate saying that I had anything to do with her her stardom, but um, in, in terms of seeing a star get discovered, in terms of seeing a star become a supernova, mm. that's like that's one story that really, really stands out big for me. That's she worked nice. really hard for that, and it was a humble moment too. It was a, it was a cool moment. That's amazing. That's humbling. Very humbling. Because not everyone gets to see Beyonce or Michael Jackson or, you know, anyone. You know, it's like you get those moments and you keep them really close. Because, yeah, you can see them on a show. You can see them on TV. But in the same breath, <laughs> it's like... Yeah. Hello. <laughs> it's a different it's a different vibe. And I, and and at MTV when I got to MTV um you know in 98-99 I didn't start watching MTV until like 1996, 1990 like 5-1996 is when my family when we finally got cable. Um which is the year that UMTV Raps came out and, and Michael Jackson had a lot to do with the programming change on MTV. So there was a relationship between his label Sony and MTV, um, that was sort of pre-existing and strong between like artist development and MTV, um, and it was ultimately Sony that introduced me to Mandy Moore, and Mandy Moore really got her grew her legs on MTV, so to speak, um, as a VJ, the same way that Ashley Simpson, you know, um, learned to, to fly and sort of like on her own and, and grow on her own. Um, so it's just a really cool breeding ground for for development and and I think the thing that MTV did right or the, the thing that MTV did that they always do right is they created space for the conversation like mm -hmm. you know 
literally create space. 30 minutes a week, we're gonna go into this Osborne's house. 30 minutes, we're gonna, you know, with Ashton Kutcher and celebrity culture, and 30 minutes, we're gonna watch this newlyweds of Jessica Simpson and, and 30, or, or, or all of the, sh or you can look at the, the culture behind the genres of shows or the artists that um, have appeared on MTV and like sort of unscripted purposes, they, they give time. Yeah. And, 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 and that's cool. That's what they had. They had time. They had time to give. And that's like what I think we did right. Um, now that everyone wants everything when they want it, not when it's the right time, but when they want it, when they want it, that's like this digital, you know, now you understand why, uh, why TRL is no, is no longer around because people don't want to count down. They want the number one video now. Exactly. And then after that, they want the next number one video. <laughs> exactly. It's like a micro <laughs> Exactly. It's not like before, like, oh, I got to wait till four o'clock to watch my favorite show. It's not like I either want to no. watch it now or I'll just record it and then I'll come back and watch it later. It's, it's, yeah. it's different. <laughs> it's different. And that's the cool part. That's the, what you're describing is like the viewer part. The other part is... Um, back before the digital wave, right. um, you say bands waited until four o'clock to announce they were breaking up or reuniting, or like they waited until there was that live moment. So that's cool that that you know you don't have to wait until three thirty to four thirty Monday through Friday to get your news out there. You now have access just at your fingertips, you know, right. to get your story, your word out there. And you don't have to come out with the whole album to be able to leverage the press to get your social call, to get your message, to get the, you know, the reason why the purpose, you know, behind your, your content, you don't have to wait for those moments to be able to have that conversation. You can have that conversation ongoing. That's super cool. That's been the coolest thing about celebrities that have, I don't know, really kind of stuck out on social media, the ones that are really themselves. And it's been fun, especially over the pandemic. It's been fun kind of like really spending time with them. You really get to see who, who they are and how they go about their craft. Yeah. Um, and in a lot of ways we rediscovered talent, those celebrities too. It's crazy to think that like, um, you know, Mandy Moore is on This Is Us, so you might, and rediscover her on TV or you might have discovered her on, on, on Instagram from all of her content or right. but there's just so many different places now um, to be discovered so it's not like there's a, it's not like there's one platform it's exactly. not just TV it's not like that happens anymore so. right wow this was so impactful thank you so much Vinny for being here and for joining the show shedding your light and just giving people some a beacon of hope and light just knowing that hey it's not the end of the road the digital doesn't mean complete done finished you can still be part of the algorithm so to speak and you have a voice and now you can even speak louder than before because it's at your fingertips like you said so i really appreciate that thank you for coming yeah absolutely and you own it Oof, you own it exactly. the power and owning your content forget about it right just like right now with instagram they, they actually said recently that it's much they'll actually give you more credit if you post your original content then try to repurpose someone else's content and post it on your timeline not your story but your your posts so it's just showing that people are more original based and that originality and authenticity should be the for like should be the for focus like the core focal point 
of creating value because when someone's looking at your content they're not looking at what you posted but they're looking through what you posted to create that in value that knows that okay this person feels this way okay you know back in the day facebook you make a post and you're like how are you feeling today and everybody knows you're, you're having a soggy day or you're a sucky day yeah. you know or it's soggy because it's raining outside or it's snowing <laughs> i can't get my car out you know it's so many different things but now it's like okay this is me 24 hours what's next so it's it's really the circle of life and i appreciate you for bringing this back to the form of knowing that tv is not dead <laughs> not yet <laughs> not yet that's for sure and i'm here for it man and any way i can help please you know f- find me on twitter find me on linkedin my website's vpe.tv uh, i try to you know but I, and I love talking on twitter and linkedin non-stop so i would spend way too much time there but i get so much back from it so reach out and say hi amazing thank you so much Vinny. i appreciate you for coming and letting people know where you can be able to be found. We'll also put this in the show notes as well. And then that way, a lot of people can now feel so much better. And they can feel like, okay, now I can be able to enjoy myself and be part of Vinny's world. So thank Let's you so it. much. Awesome. Thank you. I'll definitely bring you back and I'll speak to you soon. Thanks, bud. You're welcome.